Hello, and welcome to another episode of Music and Therapy with Relationship Coach Kiana W. Mitchell. I am your host, Kiana W. Mitchell. Well, guys, I hope all is well with you and that you're having an amazing day. For once, within the last couple of weeks, we are not having any um, tornadoes or storm threats, so we are good here. I hope you guys are having a great day and that you're getting a lot done. I know I have been really busy and I am getting a lot of things done, so I am having an amazing day. Last week in our Facebook group, I encouraged everybody to do something special over the weekend as a form of self-care. And so what I try to do is like when I encourage you guys to do something in the Facebook group, I also try to do the same thing in real life because I think it's a journey. We are all on this journey together and self-care is so important. And I know for myself, sometimes when I do forget to take care of myself or to just take that break away from social media or take that break just to myself... It stresses me out, my day doesn't go as smoothly, and I don't have time to really get to know myself, to think, to recharge, and just be a better version of me because I'm too exhausted and stressed out. So I have been doing a lot of things over the past two weeks, and I haven't really been taking as much time to myself as I needed to. So that is why I put on the uh, Facebook group to try to do something that weekend to as a form of self-care because I truly needed to do something like that for me. So what I did this weekend, I went to the store, spent time with my kids. My kids are growing out of their clothes really quickly. And usually I don't take time to go with them and actually look at things and shop for things with them. Usually as quickly we just buy it online or we just get what they need. But we don't really take the time to hang out together sometimes and talk. And over the past couple of weeks we haven't. So what I did was I took some time on Sunday, we hung out, we talked, they got clothes, we had a good time. That was one thing I did. And shopping is always a good form of therapy for me, so that was good. Then on Saturday, what I did was I just relaxed the whole day. I don't think I went on social media, I didn't do anything, but just really relaxed. And I think sometimes we need to take a day to ourselves to just do nothing. So that is what I did. Over the weekend, I just took some time to relax, I spent time with my kids, and just focused on things that were important. Of course, Sunday, I did have that opportunity to recharge, well, Monday, and sit down, write out a list of things I needed to get done for the week, but I did take the weekend to truly relax and do something that I felt was relaxing for me, calming for me, and to give myself a chance to have some type of self-care. Now, I know you're like, okay, well, she went shopping and she did this. But you know what? Self-care doesn't even have to be anything major. Self-care can be just you taking a moment to yourself in a special part of the house that you have for yourself to read a book. It could be having a cup of tea, having a cup of coffee. It could be listening to your favorite music. Self-care could even mean you just get bath bombs or bath salts or some paint your nails. I mean, it could be anything. Aromatherapy, anything that is going to help you relax, enjoy your environment, calm down, have a chance to think about things, and just be one with yourself is a form of self-care, even if it's just exercising. So I don't want you to think that self-care always means you have to go and do something. No, you don't. It could be something easy that you just do in your house, and it could be inexpensive. You don't have to even spend a dime to do it. So what I want us to do is try this week 
because the weekend was great with me and trying to do self-care. But we need to incorporate it every day into our lifestyle. So whether you take five minutes in the morning to sit quietly, read the newspaper, have a cup of coffee, do it. That's a form of self-care. If you decide to take a couple minutes before you go to sleep at night to read a book, do that. It's a form of self-care. So whatever it is that you can do, even if it's riding in the car, quiet where nothing is going on, but you have a chance to think. That's a form of self-care. So whatever you do, just make sure you do something for yourself each and every day. No matter how small it is, it's something for you. It doesn't have to be forever. It can be 5 minutes, 10 minutes, 15, 20, a half an hour, whatever. Just take that time aside from all the busyness that you're doing and just do something special for you. So with that being said, I would also like to extend an invitation for you to join the Facebook group. And the reason I want you to join the Facebook group is first, I miss you not being there. And we have a lot of amazing people in our Facebook group. But it's just not the same because you are not there. So I need you to join our Facebook group. And when you join, we can have more conversations like this. We can talk about anything you want to talk about on the podcast. If you have any ideas, you can just let me know and I will put it in. Like this week in our Facebook group, I asked anyone if they had anything specific they wanted me to talk about. And... Whatever they say is what I plan to do. So anything you want to tell me, you can just go directly to the Facebook group, put it in the chat, and I would definitely take your suggestions out. I would even do a Facebook Live if you wanted to discuss something. So I invite you to please join our group. And then when you join the group, I want you to tell your friends about our group and invite them to join as well. It's an awesome group, and we just love to talk about things that we can do to improve our relationships, improve our lives, and improve the lives of people around us. So come on, join the group. It's just not the same without you. I have the link to the Facebook group in the show notes. So come on and join us. Today on the podcast, we are going to talk about how to ask for what you need in your relationship. Now, for years, I thought I was an awesome communicator because I am a talker by nature. Like, I will talk to people in the store. I will talk to people who are walking down the street. I just talk. It seems like I make friends wherever I go. I just talk. And I love to talk. So because I absolutely love talking... And this is probably why it shouldn't be a surprise that I, that I enjoy podcasting, since it does give me an opportunity to talk about one of my favorite topics, and that is relationships and music, and, you know, I just love to talk. So since I love to talk to so much, I automatically thought that I was an effective communicator, and that I could ask for what I needed, and that people would understand what I needed, and we'd be good to go. Well, boy was I wrong. I remember when I was engaged to my husband, and this is like the turning point where I figured out that I wasn't a great communicator and that I did not know how to ask for what I needed. During the time I was engaged to my husband, I was working at a daycare, and I was the lead teacher there for the infant room. And you know how it is. Like, when you work at a daycare, you have a set time that you're supposed to go to lunch. And usually... I would go to lunch at that specific time. So all my coworkers knew I was getting married. They knew I was engaged. And it was an exciting time. And so I wanted to have time 
on my lunch breaks to go and pick up things I needed to pick up for the wedding, to plan, to talk to the wedding coordinator. I just needed time to do all these things, and I would do it on my lunch break. And I had a schedule, so if I had to pick something up or look at flowers or meet with somebody, I would schedule that time specifically during my lunch breaks. So I could go do it, get back to work, and, you know, I wouldn't have to worry about doing it after work because I had things I was doing after work. And this plan worked out for a while, but then... For some reason, I started to get a lunch later. They would come to relieve me like at 12.30 or 12.45. So I was missing appointments. I was really getting frustrated because in my head, I was like, listen, everybody knows I'm getting married. So I don't understand why they're not giving me my lunch break on time since I specifically told them what I plan to do during my lunch break. You know, I couldn't get it. So I was getting frustrated. I was getting annoyed. And then one day, I just finally went to the director of the daycare and I was like, listen, I said, I need to go to lunch exactly at 12 o'clock because first, that's my lunch time, and then secondly, I have things planned to do since I'm getting married, and I scheduled these things specifically during lunch time because that's my lunch time, and I know that's the time I go to lunch, so I need so I can get these things done. So I explained it to her, and she said, Kiana, she said, I'm sorry about having you get to lunch late and everything. She said, we've been having some issues with staffing, but I'll make sure you get to lunch on time. She said, why didn't you just tell me? I had no idea you were getting married. And at that moment, I was like, what? How could she not know? But then I thought about it. Like, I never talked to the director about it. I never told her specifically that I was getting married. Yeah, I told my coworkers because we were cool, we were close, but I never told her. So she had no idea what I was doing on my lunch break because I never talked to her about my plans. I had talked to my coworkers and people around me. And so because of that, she had no idea. Because if she had known, she would have made sure that I went to lunch on time instead of thinking, well, you know, I, Kiana can wait maybe 15 minutes and then we can relieve her or trying to work it out. She would have known. And even if that was the case and I couldn't go to lunch until 1, we could have had some kind of communication where I would have known this and then I could have rescheduled and made my plans around that time. But I didn't tell her. So that was when I realized I was not such a great communicator because I didn't communicate to her what I needed from her during my lunch break. And that's when I realized that even though I talk a lot, I didn't really communicate what needed to be communicated. That was one lesson. I also realized once I got married, I wasn't able to really communicate to my husband what I needed from him or what I wanted. Now, of course, we all do the regular things we normally do. We'll whine, we'll complain, we'll nag. But for everyone who's been married for, even if you've been married for six months, and especially those of us who have been married longer, you know this does not work. Since whining doesn't work and nagging doesn't work, how do you communicate to your spouse exactly what you need? Now, I finally figured it out, but I figured it out like years later. I'm not going to tell you how many years later I figured it out, but I finally figured it out. But it was years later that I figured out how to communicate my needs effectively to my husband. But it was years after nagging, years after whining, years after complaining. When I learned how to ask for it, then I noticed that we were able to work in our relationship and he was able to get what he needed. I was able to get what I needed. That is why today we are going to talk about how to effectively ask for what you need from your spouse. Because I know you're thinking, I already know how to ask. I ask all the time. Do you ask all the time or do you whine about it? Do you nag or do you complain? So we're going to figure that out today because you may not be asking for what you need in your relationship.
Many couples are comfortable telling each other, like, you never do this, or why are you always forgetting to do what I say to you? Or how can you be so insensitive? Or do you ever stop thinking about yourself? Now, they're not as comfortable slowing down and asking or even saying, it makes me feel much more relaxed when I have help with this or that. Or I really want to feel that you listen and understand. So unfortunately, many people automatically take a defensive, self-protective stance in relation to the inevitable hurt that they experience with their partner. Now, I am not going to talk about anybody who does this. If you're doing this now, let me just say it's okay because I've done all of these things. That's why we're talking about it. I have been defensive and self-protective stances. I've had them all down packed because I felt like I was being attacked. Or my husband's done the same when he felt like he was being attacked. And unfortunately, sometimes when we are asking for what we need, it's usually at a point where we are frustrated and angry and overwhelmed. And we're not really asking. We're just like, why won't you do this? How come you can't do that? And most of the time it comes out like that. So when things come across as someone is being attacked, then what do you do when you're being attacked? You protect yourself. So when you're being attacked, you protect yourself. It's better to ask for what you need in a way that's not attacking someone, in a way that's not tearing someone down, and do it when you are not frustrated. Do it when you've had time to think about it and say, okay, well, they may not understand. I find that, that sometimes we don't give our spouse the benefit of the doubt. It's always, oh, they know better, they should do this, or oh, they... They really wanted to hurt my feelings, or they did this on purpose, or they did that on purpose. But we never give them the benefit of the doubt. We never say, oh, well, maybe they just didn't understand what I was asking for. Maybe I could rephrase it differently. Maybe they were just busy and didn't hear what I was saying. Or maybe they had a lot on their mind. We never, ever give our spouse the benefit of the doubt. And I feel that it's so important to give your spouse the benefit of the doubt because it doesn't always mean that they're not listening and that they don't care. It could be that they just have a lot going on and that they're having a hard time focusing on what you need them to do. So while many partners tend to be combative, please guys don't do that. It's not a good way to go. I've done it. Some people also take the approach of being passive aggressive. I know some people have taken passive aggressive stances in their relationships. Let me just tell you, it did not work out. And in fact, it actually backfired because being passive aggressive is not getting anybody what they want. You're not getting what you want. Your spouse or partner is not getting what they want. Being passive aggressive to me is just like pouting. It's almost like, well, if you're not going to do this, I'm not going to do that. And it's like being a kid and like pouting. And we are too old to be pouting or anything. The goal is to resolve our issues in a way where both sides feel like they've been heard. Being passive aggressive does not help at all. Shutting down doesn't help because when you shut down, all you're doing is not allowing that person to get to you. And I know some people shut down for many reasons. They just can't deal with the stress or the anxiety or all of the intense emotions that come with sometimes talking about your feelings and asking for what you need. However, when you do shut down, you never get to a resolution because every time you talk about it, you shut down. So that's not good. It's not good to argue about things when you're trying to talk about what you need because the goal is to get your needs met. The goal is not to start an argument or start a war with your partner. That will never work. So what will work? Because all the things I talked about are things that are not going to work. 
What can you do to make sure that you are able to communicate with your spouse in an effective way and still get your needs met without having an argument? Because as we mentioned earlier, sometimes when we're trying to get our needs met, it can turn into an argument because we're talking about something that's uncomfortable. We are actually talking about something that we need from our spouse and that they're not doing. This always has a tendency to make your spouse feel attacked. And a lot of times when you feel attacked, you react in a certain way. The goal is not to have them feel attacked. So you kind of have to disarm them. And you disarm them by saying something like, you know, I've been feeling stressed out lately. I haven't been doing this, whatever. I'm overwhelmed. I would really appreciate if you could help me with. And then you can go on. Like, be honest with them. Sometimes we don't tell our true feelings. It's always like attack mode. But we never give our true feelings and tell people how we honestly feel. So you are honest with your spouse and you let them know that you're feeling overwhelmed and let them know how you're feeling and then say, it would really help me if you help me with this or I would really feel a lot better if you'd be able to help me with this. I feel less stressed if you can help me with this. I'd appreciate it if you would help me with this, that, or whatever it is that you're needing from them. And by doing this, you're not starting an argument. You're not pointing out what they're not doing. You're just asking them for what you need. So they're not being attacked at all. This has nothing to do with them, but it has everything to do with you talking about your feelings and asking them to help you with what you need help with. Another thing that you can do is stay vulnerable. So many times we are so busy putting up walls and we're doing things, we're not honest and we're not vulnerable. It's so hard for many people to say what they want to say out loud or even admit it to themselves. So we're afraid that they may reject what we have to say. I don't know, maybe there have been instances in your relationship where your spouse has displayed this type of behavior or your partner has displayed this type of behavior so you just feel like you can't come to them with anything. But for the most part, if you are vulnerable and you allow yourself to be vulnerable with your spouse or with your partner, then you are going to be able to talk to them. And remember, you can't come at them like they owe you this or they owe you that because then you're going to be blaming them. If you just stay vulnerable, tell them how you're actually feeling. Tell them why you need their help and how important it is for you to have their help and how important you are to them and how you need their support then they are more inclined to do what you need and to help you because they feel that you love them. They feel that they're needed. They feel appreciated. And they're going to try to do what you need done. And this works better than going at them with demanding that they do something or insisting or nagging or complaining or whining. No. Talk to them. Be vulnerable. Let them know that you need their help. You absolutely need their help. But when you ask for the help, you shouldn't feel a need to like overly explain or apologize for what you're saying. You shouldn't have to feel guilty or ashamed to simply just state what you want. You should try to remain open and honest without getting sidetracked. And a sidetrack is something that can happen because I know sometimes when I'm trying to have a conversation or I'm talking, instead of focusing on what we're discussing in that moment or at that time, I sometimes have a tendency to talk about things that happened a day ago, a month ago, a year ago. And every time you start going back to what happened in the past and what the result was in the past, you are taking steps back from getting what you need because you're going backwards in the past instead of coming forward and dealing with what is happening in that moment. So another thing to remember is stay in the present. Talk about what you need help with now. Not talk about how they didn't help you in the past or what happened then. Talk about now. 
and talk about what they can do to help you now. Because if you're open and you talk about what they can do to help you now, they'll also have a direction of where they're going and they'll know what you want them to do. Listen, sometimes when we ask people for help, we're not as open as we could be. And sometimes people have a hard time understanding what we're saying. But after a while, you know, it's like if you talk about things and you don't beat around a bush and or if you talk about things and you're not so direct and overbearing and demanding, then you can come to a conclusion. And it's good to know what your style of communication is because once you know what it is, you'll see whether it's working or not. And if you see that it's not working, then you will know that you need to change it. And I think sometimes it's cool and it's awesome and it's great for us to realize and recognize that we don't know how to deal with these situations or we don't know how to have these conversations because once we realize we don't know how to have these conversations, we can work on having these conversations and improving our communication skills when it comes to having these conversations. It's important to remain open, if it's important to stay vulnerable and to avoid being indirect, avoid being overdirect, avoid going around a bush, but just clearly state openly and honestly what you need how they're, how them helping you is appreciated and how much you love them and how much them helping you is valued. Let them know these things. So when you're working on asking for your needs, avoid you statements. Now, sometimes people go into saying things like, you did this and you won't do this. Instead of talking about what you need, when you're talking about what you need, you say, I, I need this. I need help. I need you to do this. It helps me in this way. It's about you. So you say I. When you change it to you're not doing this and you won't do that, then that's attacking. And the person you're gonna you're talking to, your husband, your wife, your partner, your significant other, your boyfriend, girlfriend, whoever it may be, they're not gonna be listening because as soon as you hear the words you're not doing this or you're or the word you you know it's not gonna end up well, especially when you're having to agree talking with your spouse about something that they need. So when they throw you into it, then it seems confrontational and you're gonna get defensive and you're gonna have a protective stance. If you hear something like, well, I need your help, then you're more inclined to help because you're like, oh, they need my help with something. And so if you know that is how you would feel, then that's definitely how your spouse feels. It's important to say I statements and avoid you statements. And remember, I statements say, I feel this way, I need you to listen, I want help, I want to, you know, I feel this way when you listen. I statements talk about you and it clearly expresses your needs. That is why it's important to avoid you statements and always use I statements. When you're asking for help, you're asking for help because you really need their support. It's not because they don't do what they're supposed to do or you have to reframe why you're asking for help. Now, you may be asking for help because you feel like you're not getting the support you need from your spouse. But you know what? Your spouse is not a mind reader. And I know, I know they should be able to look at us and figure out what we need. But that's not always the case. So we have to tell them what we need. And if they haven't figured out what we need from them, it's not because they're a jerk. It's not because they're being dismissive. It may not even be because they're insensitive. Maybe they just don't know. Maybe they don't have a clue that we need help. I remember there was a time I was in the kitchen and I was cleaning. The kids needed help with a whole bunch of things. And I was just doing all this stuff for myself. And I was getting frustrated, like, I don't know why no one's helping me. It's all me. I'm always doing this, always doing that. No one's helping me. And then it dawned on me, like, Kiana, you never asked anyone to help. Then I asked my daughters, I was like, hey, 
I need you to help me with this and I need you to help me with that. And everyone pitched in, everyone helped. So it wasn't that my family was just not pulling their weight and not doing their part. They just honestly didn't know that I needed help. And once they found out I needed help, they all pitched in and they helped. So I'm sure that there have been times in your life and in your marriage where we kind of assume that people can see. Especially if it looks like we're busy or we seem like we're rushed for time or pressed for time and we're busy. Sometimes we do think that, oh, people should notice that. And just because you may notice when someone needs help doesn't mean that everyone's going to notice when you need help. That's why it's important to ask. And it's important to remember that if people don't notice that you need help, if they don't pick up the signs or see the cues that you need help, it doesn't make them any less of a person. It doesn't make them any more insensitive. It doesn't make them any... Um, it doesn't make them it, it make, doesn't make them a bad person. That's what I'm trying to say. Because they don't notice these things. Some people have a hard time picking up cues. People are not going to notice these things. But that is why it's important for you to know how to ask for what you need. When asking for what you need, remember, use I statements. Don't use you statements. When asking for what you need, be open, be vulnerable. Express what you really need. Talk about how this helps you, that they're helping you. And let them know that they are being appreciated. When you do this, I promise you that you will see some type of result. Now, the majority of the results you will see will probably be positive because people like to know that they are needed. People like to know that they're appreciated. And when you ask for help, you're giving your spouse or your partner the opportunity to help you. And you're giving them the opportunity to know that you appreciate them and that you need them. So go ahead, give it a try. You will be surprised by what asking for what you need in your relationship can do to improve the quality of your relationship as well as improve the quality of your life. The song we are going to listen to today is called Trapped. And it's about a woman who is feeling trapped in her relationship and she's unable to communicate what she really needs in her relationship. So here's the song, Trapped.
podcast. I would like to thank you guys so much for hanging out with me. I really enjoyed my time with you today, and it was awesome to spend this time talking to you. I also would like to encourage you to share the podcast with a friend. So could you please do me a favor and go share this podcast with them? And while you're sharing the podcast, if you do not follow us on Spotify, go ahead, follow us on Spotify. Now, all of this is going to be in the show notes, so you're not even going to have to look for it. All you have to do is click on the link, and you will be able to follow us on Spotify. And you can also share this episode with a friend, all in one little click of a button. So go ahead and make sure you do that. I also want to remind you guys to please join our Facebook group because it's amazing, but it's not the same because we don't have you there. So come on over, join us on our Music and Therapy Facebook group, and there you can talk to me, we can chat, you can connect with me there. So that's the place to be. So join us and join me on the Music and Therapy Facebook group. And I also have that in the show notes too, so just click on it and you will be there and just join, okay? So go ahead and do that as well. And if there's anything that you want to talk to me about, there are many ways to contact me. And I have it in our show notes. It's under the section saying, join me on social media. So those are all the ways you can join me. Those are all the ways you can you can connect with me, contact me. It just takes a DM on Instagram. It just takes a message on Facebook. And I am there. Okay? So these are just ways you can connect with me. Guys, it is amazing talking to you. I think I told you everything that I wanted to tell you today. But if there's anything you want to tell me, just let me know by either sending me a message or by sending me a DM on Instagram. All right. That's all for me today. I think that's all I have to talk to you about. Yeah, that's all. So I will talk to you guys later. Have a wonderful day. Enjoy the weather. Hopefully it's amazing where you are. And I will talk to you again next week. <laughs> Bye-bye. It seems like we are happy, but what people don't